I want to challenge you today to make yourself some promises. Instead of saying, I promise to be a better Christian, why not try saying, I'm going to read the Word every day this year. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sports product lines, including Nebo tools and flashlights, sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Are you looking for a place to promote your products, services, church, or a great advertising vehicle? On the Bright Side is open to a select number of exclusive advertising partners. Get a deeply discounted package with exclusivity, endorsement, and web and social media inclusion. Call today, 847-312-8197. Now, get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. Well, Merry Christmas. Is everyone ready for Christmas? I can tell you that we're really not ready. We've been a little distracted. But speaking of Christmas, do you know why Santa's little helpers were, were so depressed? Yeah. It seems that they suffer from low elf esteem. Okay. Well, like I said, I've been a little distracted. Well, I know it's not even Christmas yet. But as we're winding down the year, I want to get a head start on challenging you for the, com- for the upcoming year. When my brother Glenn was working his way through college, he became the manager of one of the largest health clubs around here. And they had a very successful TV and radio campaign one year built around the slogan, Make Yourself a Promise. And I'll never forget how much more successful that campaign was than others that they had that revolved around New Year's resolutions. And that's what I want to want you to think about over the next several weeks. Because I know it's normal for you to consider making some changes in your life every year about this time. And we usually couch these decisions as New Year's resolutions. And we always make sure that we put eating better and exercising pretty high on the list. And if we're real, real serious, we'll put a few more things on the list, like finding a better job or this is the year I'm going to clean out the garage or whatever. But the, but the problem with these resolutions is that most of the time we're, we're just going to break them. And usually it's within weeks, if not days. And then usually having failed to keep them, we usually abandon them altogether. Am I speaking to anybody? So when I say make yourself a promise, I'm not talking about the same thing as your routine New Year's resolution. I'm talking about getting serious about pursuing the potential and the purpose for your life. In many ways, it's harder to make yourself a promise than it is to make one to someone else. We tend to perform better when we're accountable to someone other than ourselves. So it's a very important thing about making promises is to understand that a promise, according to Webster, is a legally binding declaration to do or not to do something specific. In other words, by definition, a promise, even to yourself, is meant to be kept. Maybe the most important thing about making yourself a promise is understanding that if you falter on your promise, it doesn't mean that you give up on your promise. It's more important, if it's important enough for you to make it, it's important enough to acknowledge your mistake, but return with even more resolve to keep your promise going forward. Our history reveals to most of us that we're not really serious about our resolutions. What is it in your life today? 
that you know that needs to change and hasn't? What goal do you have that keeps getting sidetracked? Have you examined your life deep enough to go beyond losing 20 pounds and paying your taxes on time? I want to challenge you today to make yourself some promises. Instead of saying, I promise to be a better Christian, why not try saying, I'm going to read the Word every day this year. Instead of saying, I promise to be a better giver, Say, I promise to be consistent with my tithing. And Lord, I want to be generous this year. Try examining all areas of your life to see what promises you can make that will change your current course for the better. What promises can you make related to your family, to your job, or to your church? There's an old saying that he who is slow in making a promise is usually the most faithful in the performance of it. So you don't want to make yourself a promise without prayerfully thinking about it and thinking it through and unless you really mean it. But in the next two weeks, I want to challenge you to carefully consider what promises you can make to yourself that will find your destiny and fulfill your purpose in Jesus' name. And as long as we're talking about promises, here's one for for you from the Lord himself. Listen to this. You did not choose me, but I chose you. And appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Now that's a promise. Did you know that Christians are not meant to live in fear, but meant to live in faith? Stay tuned to hear how you can break free of fear in your life. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Are you looking for a place to promote your products, services, church, or a great advertising vehicle? On the Bright Side is open to a select number of exclusive advertising partners. Get a deeply discounted package with exclusivity, endorsement, and web and social media inclusion. Call today. 847-312-8197. And now, back to On the Bright Side, as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. Listen to this. President Franklin D. Roosevelt was famous for saying these words in his first inaugural address. He said, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. At the time, he was speaking to the people during the Great Depression. It's a very uncertain times. People were afraid. You know, there are lots of things that can bring fear into our life. Every time we face a serious problem or a change in our life, the first emotion that typically hits us is fear. And then our mind and our thoughts go on overload with What if questions? What if this happens? What if that happens? The questions that drive our fears even further. And when this happens, when fear rises up in us, it's important for us to remember that as Christians, as believers in Christ, we are not meant to fear, but are to overcome our fears. The Word says that God is love, And it also says that there is no fear in love. But perfect love, that's the only kind that God has, drives out fear. So it's natural to feel fearful. 
And fear doesn't always go away. But it can be overcome through faith in God. So I want to encourage those this morning who sometimes struggle with fear in your life by reminding you of three simple truths. The first one is you have to have the right perspective on fear. If you think about where you are in your life right now, there are probably some things that you used to get anxious and fearful about that you don't now. Learning to trust God and overcoming our fear is a process. As we walk with him, he continues to strengthen us and to steady us. You see, if God removed all fear from our future, we would never grow and learn to trust him. He permits difficulty in our lives because he's trying to reveal something that needs strengthening or changing in us. The second truth is this. We have to face our fears. We have to face our fear. My daughter, Ashley, who lives in Louisiana and whose husband was out of town, called us yesterday and put us on the speakerphone while she came face to face with her greatest fear, a cockroach in the kitchen. (laughs) So even though it took about 30 minutes of support from us over the phone... She battled the ferocious roach demon and eventually defeated it. But we have to face our fears. One of the definitions of fear is to take flight. So when the word says, fear not, for I am with you, it's saying, don't run. There's no need to run because I'm right here with you. It's when we face our fears that we learn that failure isn't final. The only people that never fail are the ones who never try. And it takes courage to face our fears, but understand this. Courage is not the absence of fear. It's the pressing on while the feeling of fear is still present. And finally, to overcome our fears... We have to believe God when he says, I'll be with you. In the Bible, the basis for not fearing is simply that God is with us. When Moses died and Joshua was chosen to take his place, God encouraged Joshua by saying, be not afraid, neither be dismayed, for the Lord your God is where you, is with you wherever you go. And when we believe God is with us all the time, we don't have to worry about what he's going to do and what's going to happen. Just knowing that he's with us is more than enough. When we have the right perspective on fear, when we learn to face our fears, and we trust that God is always with us, that's when we can break free from the paralysis of fear that brings that fear brings and live overcoming lives. It's been said that trusting God is like walking in a fog sometimes. We can only see one or two steps in front of us. But as we take each step, the next one becomes clearer. No, we are not meant to live in fear, but to walk 
in faith. And I love the fact that the Apostle Paul pretty much mentioned all the things that we're prone to fear in this single verse in Romans when he said this. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Say that with me. We are more than conquerors. Through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, we fear that, nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present or the future, nor any powers, neither heights nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing can separate us. We're not meant to live in fear, but meant to live in faith. Do you need help right now? God is interested in you and your problems today. Stay tuned to hear how God is here to help you right now with your needs. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Attention small business owners. If you operate a retail business and are looking for great selling products with high margins, consider becoming a Nebo dealer. Nebo was founded by Christian business owners Bob and Glenn Bollinger and is the leading brand for independent retailers everywhere. Here's why. Nebo partners with retailers to maximize valuable counter space, a constant stream of new innovative lights, incredible impulse displays, and an industry-only buyback guarantee, which means Nebo will buy back your inventory in the unlikely event it doesn't sell. So if you own a retail business of any type, become a Nebo dealer and start turning profits like never before. Receive a free no-obligation sample of a great Nebo light and see for yourself. That's right. Get a free Nebo light and a Nebo catalog. To get your free flashlight and catalog, go to NeboDealer.com or call 847-312-8197. That's NeboDealer.com or call 847-312-8197. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the Bright Side. If I said to you this morning that the Lord is here, that he's with us, I know you would agree with me. Many of you would say amen. But how many of you know that God really is the God of right now? The Word tells us many ways that God is just that, the God of right now. We know that the Word says that God said, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, who is and who was and who is to come. We know that he said that and that it's true. But when Moses asked God one time, who do I say you are? God said, you tell them, I am who I am. Did you ever wonder why God said that? You see, God was not going to be labeled like all the false false gods that Moses had seen in his life. I am who I am is God because there's no adequate description of God. There's no one name that does the trick. God only allowed names to be referred to him by his characteristics, like Jehovah Jireh, our provider, 
Jehovah Rapha, our healer. Things like that. So it's interesting to me that God uses this way to describe himself. I am who I am, which is certainly a present tense. In fact, one of the names that God does allow himself to be known was Jehovah Shammah, which means the Lord who is present. Thousands of years later, when Jesus speaks, he uses the same present tense. He said, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the light. So throughout the ages, even though we know God was always before and will always be, when he communicated with people, he wanted us to know he was living in the moment with us. Now. Even today, one of the reasons why our worship services are so fulfilling to our spirit is because we are communicating directly to God right now. When we say we feel his presence, it's because he's really here. Right now. And I'm making this point and exaggerating this point to you this morning about God being the God of right now because I want you to know something. God is as great right now as he's ever been. He's always been great, but he's just as great right now. The word says that he's the same today, or yesterday, today, and forever. So he can be to you and me what he was to Moses, to David, Joseph, Peter, and Paul. The same God that intervened in their lives, parting the seas, slaying giants. The same God to you who said, I am who I am. You see, God's, his reach spans eternity. But he's always been focused on right now with you and me. Now is the most important moment of your life because you can't go back. You can't see ahead. But you can always make a choice right now. You can only do the right thing now. You can only ask forgiveness now. You can only give of yourself and your resources now. What I'm saying is God is interested in you and your problems today. And when I say we should live in the moment, I'm not saying that we should live impulsively or carelessly. We know God values common sense and wisdom, and he even helps us acquire those qualities. But grasping the fact that God is living in the now with us means that every second of our life is meant to be lived to the fullest. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, if you remember this story, the Lord once made the point to the disciples that we should be more like little children. Why do you think that he would say that? Could it be because kids are so much better at living in the moment and forgetting the hurts of yesterday, having way too much fun to worry about tomorrow? 
You see, the enemy knows only too well this truth about living in the now with God. One of his favorite weapons is trying to take us out of a now relationship with God. That's why he reminds us of our past. Tries to make us fear our future. But the word says he'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. And because of Christ, our sins have been reconciled and forgotten. And by faith, our future is assured so we can defeat the enemy by reminding him that we're eternally connected to God and we're living each moment of our life with him, for him. And we're going to do it right now. You know, today we want to stay connected with people all the time. We feel the need for constant communication. We've got Facebook, we've got Twitter, text, Skype. For some reason, we feel better when we know this connection is right there at our fingertips, especially with the people that we care about the most. We rush through life so many times, not putting the Lord in this loop. Lord wants to be on our quick dot. He's always been there for us, ready, waiting to get involved in our life. So we always have to remember that when we don't feel connected to God, it's not his fault. That's on us. I heard someone say recently that eternity is a never-ending series of now moments. I'm convinced more than ever that no matter what's going on in our lives today, whatever your trials and troubles, the word that you need to hold on to is simply this one. Today is the day. The Lord has made rejoice and be glad in it. Would you say that with me? Today is the day. The Lord hath made. Rejoice and be glad in it. You have been listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Are you looking for a place to promote your products, services, church, or a great advertising vehicle? On the Bright Side is open to a select number of exclusive advertising partners. Get a deeply discounted package with exclusivity, endorsement, and web and social media inclusion. Call today, 847-312-8197. That's 847-312-8197. Or Bobby at onthebrightside.org. 847-312-8197 or Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org. Pregnant, single, alone. Where does a young woman in this situation turn to for help? Embrace Grace. Does your church stand in the gap for young pregnant women in need of love and support? Embrace Grace. How can a congregation be both pro-life and pro-love? Embrace Grace. Embrace Grace responds with love to women in an unplanned pregnancy. Embrace Grace reaches out with kindness and acceptance and without judgment. Nearly 500 churches offer Embrace Grace, a gospel-centered program designed to help single pregnant moms let go of past hurts and wounds and prepare them spiritually, emotionally, and practically for motherhood. Embrace Grace paves the way for young single women to become spiritually and emotionally healthy parents. Visit EmbraceGrace.com or call 817-755-8484 to learn how your church can embrace grace. That's EmbraceGrace.com. 817-755-8484.
or call 817-755-8484.